Welcome to Field Notes by Ag Choice, a podcast series covering timely, relevant topics for Pennsylvania's agricultural and rural communities. Each episode will include an interview of an Ag Choice expert or one of our industry partners discussing information you need to know. My name is Rachel Savazin, and with me today is Congressman G.T. Thompson, member of the House Ag Committee and advocate for Pennsylvania agriculture in Washington, D.C. Congressman, thanks for joining me. Well, Rachel, thank you so much, and, and thank you to all the all the folks at, uh, at Ag Choice for uh, being such a great partner uh, in support of our, our farmers and our agribusinesses out there. I really appreciate the opportunity to be with you today. Great. Well, let's go ahead and get started. So first, could you start by sharing an update and your perspective on the COVID-19 crisis? Well, sure. This is a crisis, obviously. uh, The situation changes day by day, and we're all obviously diligently following that, looking at the impacts, you know, more significant impacts in certain areas than others. And it, it certainly has impacted all parts of our life, our businesses, our farms, our farm markets, I should say, so our, our our work, our homes, our relationships, uh, absolutely everything, and it, it's had a significant impact. And it comes on on top of uh, a time when the average farm income is uh, still down. For you know, over the past decade, our farmers and and ranchers have, have been hit hard on this situation. This is sort of like piling on. Um, for many of our farmers, we specifically dairy, we were seeing a light at the end of the tunnel, and the underweight prices were coming up. Whole milk was starting to fly off the shelves in grocery stores, and you know, unfortunately that light at this point turned out to be a virus, which uh, has really impacted things. This uh, pandemic, uh, the coronavirus, has also shown uh, though how vital agriculture is to all Americans. Uh, as farming truly is life-sustaining and a national priority. I think people are more aware because of this crisis of where their food actually comes from than ever before, and I've uh, I've really it's been a privilege uh, uh, to be able to keep regular contact with Secretary Purdue and members of his staff. In fact, I'm expecting guidance at any time on how the department's going to deploy the the new funding provided by the CARES Act. Obviously, safety and security and health is always a first priority of of government, but but our efforts in the CARES Act and everything that we're doing, certainly everything it does. I'm doing. Yeah, I guess if I had to summarize it simply, it would be uh, to save lives, save jobs, and save the economy. Hey, thanks, Congressman. So what are your primary concerns for the agricultural industry during this crisis? Well, as this evolves, uh, uh, Rachel, really is it's a disruption, avoiding any type of uh, disruption in the, the food supply chain. And obviously the, the impact that 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 has on our on our farms, our farmers, and also you know make sure that we have no negative impact on our continued effectiveness of serving our neighbors in need, and that's what that's what we that's what we do in agriculture. You know, making sure that we we have the available the most affordable, highest quality, and safest food supply, and so we don't want to don't want to see that disrupted in any way. That there will be negative consequences for the farm family, or quite frankly, every family as they. Uh, as they look to provide the nutrition and food in their homes. Really stunned by the statistic, Rachel, that uh, prior to COVID-19, 54% of all meals were eaten in restaurants. And and what has happened now because of the closing of restaurants is people are, are, have returned from the restaurant table to the kitchen table. 
Um, I don't think that's a bad thing in the long term, for especially for families. But but I will say that uh, we've had to make some adjustments in how we package some of our food, so it's it accommodates the, the shopping patterns in grocery stores versus large volumes that go out to restaurants, or quite frankly, the small small volumes, the half pints that went out to our schools. So we've been, you know, I've worked on pushing uh, USDA for a, a buyout of excess product and new. Uh, now, that excess product buyout, I want to use now for the nutrition programs. I, I don't really want to see them put food back to, you know, that could really interfere with the markets in the future. Uh, let's get that let's get that out into the, the WIC program, the SNAP program, the household disaster food assistance, the uh, the food banks. Uh, we, we've got we've got folks that need it now. Now's the time to, to get it there. And also, encouraging support, for, direct support for dairy and a renewed um, dairy margin coverage sign-up period. And it's not just dairy, obviously. We're, we're seeing, seeing issues at this point of concerns, workforce concerns. I've now had reports of at least four major meatpacking plants that have closed because of uh, employee uh, illness with this COVID-19. And, and that could be a serious disruption if that was allowed to continue and be unaddressed by in our in our food supply, or and specifically our meat case, uh, that's extended for eggs and chickens as well. At least uh, one farm that unfortunately uh, lost their workforce uh, in a poultry operation. And so, uh, these are all things that uh, you know I'm working on and working with the industry. And we're you know we want to we want to make sure that we avoid any type of disruption in our food supply chain. Hey, thank you, Congressman, and thanks for for all your efforts of what you're pushing on behalf of agriculture. Knowing that many people listening to this podcast are likely farmers, what resources or information is important for them to know? Well, I think, first of all, I really want them to know that clearly uh, our farmers, farm families, obviously uh, all the agriculture producers and agriculture processors uh, are unsung heroes of the fight against coronavirus. Um, you know, they they always, in an ordinary day, uh, feed and fuel our nation, and these are extraordinary times when people are, are dealing with an on, um, perhaps with illness, perhaps with uncertainty, some, uh, somewhat with fear and anxiety, I'm finding. And so thank you, thank you, thank you to, uh, to all of our, all those involved in agriculture and specifically our farmers. I also want them to know there's resources out there that they they need to be familiar with, they need to connect with. Uh, the Small Business Administration is really embracing our farmers, uh, perhaps in the best way for the first time. Uh, uh, those producers uh, with uh, under 500 employees being able to get access to loans, and some of those loans able to be converted uh, literally to grants to be forgiven part of, part of it. Those loans. Uh, you know, we've in the CARES package that we passed here just about two and a half weeks ago, we had. $14 billion in additional funding for USDA's uh, Commodity Credit Corporation, and we had $9.5 billion specifically for COVID-19 or coronavirus-impacted commodities. And that, you know, that, I mean, that includes both all of livestock, dairy, and specialty crops. Rural development is really showing its true colors as a great partner with the agriculture industry where they're they're actually granting lenders an, an extension of loans, temporary exception up to 180 days for payment deferrals uh, during these difficult times for guaranteed loans that they may have, uh, farmers may have. And um, and we're and we're really broadening the farm team uh, to the banking industry. 
um, as well. Because obviously, uh, you know, to access these, uh, essentially, um, you know, our, our farmers just need to check in with whatever the local lender is that they normally work with. Um, there's been a lot of uh, waivers that have been issued and easing of regulations, uh, you know, to be able to help um, to help all Americans, but specifically in the area of agriculture and nutrition as well. Okay, thank you, Evan. Are there any other final insights you'd like to share today, Congressman? Well, Rachel, as I think about and I watch the news and I see what's happening in, in, in metropolitan big city areas, you know, New York City and uh, New Orleans and, uh, you know, and just larger cities where the population is a little more dense, you know, uh, a little more crowded. Quite frankly, my thought is that there's never been a better time to live in rural America. You know, and also a never time that we should be more proud of how rural America, our farm families, and agribusinesses are are serving each and every American family. You know, it, it's a service and a sacrifice that that our agriculture industry is making, and it is amazing, uh, and serving the needs of each and every one of us and all of our families from all across this country, no matter what the size of the community. And quite frankly, you know, we're going to beat this virus. Uh, there will be uh, sometime, hopefully in the not-too-distant future, this will be in our rearview mirror and, and part of our history books. Between now and then, and quite frankly after then, just asking everybody to uh, be well and be healthy. Congressman Thompson, thanks again for joining me on this episode to share your perspectives on the COVID-19 crisis and the impacts on agriculture. Well, thank you so much for having me. Stay safe, stay well. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Listen to other episodes of Field Notes by Ag Choice posted at agchoice.com slash podcast.